Welcome to a little bit of Florida here in California. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Imagine what it would be like to fall asleep, only to wake up, as Jean has, and discover that you have the entire park to yourself. How did you get here? We entered a contest. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> Wayne, thank goodness you're all right. Is everything okay? Honey, I shrunk the audience. Come along with us to see the magical worlds of W Radio. Your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 328 for the week of June 30th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic to wherever you are with this podcast, as well as my new Disney in a Minute videos, blog, live broadcast, in-person events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and more. You can find everything over at wdwradio.com. This week's show is brought to you by our friends over at audible.com, where you can get a free audiobook download by visiting audibletrial.com slash wdwradio. There's more than 100,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or any MP3 player, including lots of Disney books as well. Again, you can sign up for free over at audibletrial.com slash wdwradio. So this week, I'm joined by the Disney geek himself, Jeffrey Epstein, from Disney's D23. We're going to discuss the new D23 website, membership levels, events, merchandise, and of course, the upcoming D23 Expo in Anaheim, California. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Stay tuned, I'll then have some announcements and play more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. On March 10th, 2009, we were asked, are you 23? And now, more than four years later, D23, the official community of Disney fans, has continued to grow, evolve, and expand all of their offerings. And what started out as a club has grown over time to include events both large and small, informal gatherings, and so much more. And way back when, we were introduced to someone who was then crowned the Disney geek at D23, and he continues to be a big part of the community, both as a fan and as a member of the D23. And coming on the show this week to talk about what's happening at D23, the website, the expo, and so much more, is forever in my eyes, Jeffrey Epstein. You will be the Disney geek. Oh, Lou, that's so sweet of you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been it's probably been a few years uh, since you've been on to, to come on and talk D23. Well, Lou, I you know I, I don't take it personally, but I I do you know well up with tears every once in a while when I think about that fact. <laughs> I don't call, I don't write. We run into each other at at D twenty three events every so often, but uh, yeah, it, it's great to to have you back. And you know, maybe sort of let's talk about that in general. You know, going back to two thousand nine, what was kind of the goal for D twenty three when it launched, and how has it kind of expanded over the time to to where we are now in twenty thirteen? 
Well, the original goal of D23, um, and and you know, Stephen Clark, the the head of D23, said this right out of the gate was to be a give back to Disney fans. We really wanted this to be a program that Disney fans felt like they were being rewarded for their um, their passion for the company. So we were, we tried to, and we continue to try to come up with new and unique and special ways to honor that passion. Yeah. And I think the thing that was really interesting when you started, and I see so more, so much more of it now was the role of D23 in not just creating a Disney community, but being part of the existing community that's out there as well too, whether in terms of social networking and just working, you know, with other existing groups as well. Absolutely. That was really important to us. We, we, um, we always wanted to feel like we were part of the greater Disney fan community. We never wanted to uh, seem like we were trying to take over the Disney fan community, uh, to put it a little broadly. We, you know, we, uh, we love seeing you at events. We love having all of the Disney fans at, and the Disney fan sites um, being a part of the conversation, which is it's exciting. And that's how we've grown, I think, really listening to things that we've seen on chat boards, things that we've read or heard um, from from some of the, the Disney fan sites and the, the posters on those sites really helped us learn and fine tune what D23 is and has become. You know, when, when we launched, we, we didn't really have events. Um, we, we started those. We didn't have discounts and special offers. We now have those. Um, we did not have gated web content, and now we do. So there's there's so many ways that we've really tried to listen to the fans, listen to what they wanted, listen to our members, and and as best as we are able, fulfill the promise of being uh, a give back to those fans for their loyalty. And that actually brought me to to what I was thinking was I I really think that over the past few years you guys really have paid attention to what's being said, either directly to you or just sort of in general conversation. Uh, I see it in terms of events, changes even to things like Expo. Uh, and we might as well talk about one of the new things that changed. That one of the places I, I literally see it is on the website, right? On the D23 website in terms of the content, the way it's presented, what you guys are doing. Tell us about sort of listening to fan suggestions and obviously this this newly reimagined, reimagined uh, website over D23.com. Well, we really wanted from the beginning to be able to create sort of an enhanced experience for our members. Um, and it's been something that we've wanted to do for a very long time. And so we are thrilled that we were able to just a, you know, a couple of weeks ago now launch this members only section of the site um, because we wanted to respond to the feedback that we got from people who said, you know, hey, want to be a member of the club. Maybe I don't have the finances. Maybe I live in a place where I can't access your events or offers. So this isn't that doesn't feel like the right price point for me. Is there is there a free level that we can come in at? And so we thought, hmm, what can we do? So we what can we do that adds meaning to the existing D23 site for these fans? So we came up with this members only content, and what it really did was create the opportunity for us to truly dive deeper into the archives than we ever have before. Um, really led by Billy Stanek and Max Larkin, the incredible editorial team uh, working with Becky Klein and the Walt Disney archives. 
to find things that people maybe had never seen, have not seen in a long time, have never been released to the public. Um, how do we find those things? And well, the archives is full of, of treasures like that. They um, are, are always discovering new things um, in, in files, which is fantastic for us when you've got uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of years of content or, uh, that's accumulating. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so out of the gate, we launched, I'm sure you saw with those photographs from Walt's camera, which were exclusive to us, never before been released to the public, uh, that we'd, we'd found these photos that were taken from Walt's camera. And, and one of them being the first photo that has ever been released of Diane and Sharon on that famed carousel from Disneyland, or that in, I should say from Griffith Park, that helped inspire Walt to build Disneyland. Uh, Walt, you know, we've seen Walt tell that story of watching the girls on the carousel while sitting on the bench, but now we have the photographic evidence of it, and that was just wow to any to, to me as a huge Disney fan. That was a, a big, big, amazing moment. Um, so we wanted to be able to really dive into the archives. We we took you know Disney's A to Z sorry, Disney A to Z, uh, Dave Smith's incredible encyclopedia of all things Disney, combined it with the digitized version of updates and put every entry, over 7,000 entries up on d23.com just for members. So a great research tool, the quotable Walt Disney. Walt, you know, gets quoted a lot. And some of those quotes aren't always totally accurate, but now the Walt Disney Archives has vetted every single one of the quotes that's on the quotable Walt Disney. So, you know, if you want to look for a Walt quote, you can definitely go to the D23 website, find it, know it's going to be accurate. Um, and, and the other fantastic thing is we always are looking forward as well. So we've interviewed, I, I was privileged enough to interview the wonderful Jennifer Goodwin, who's Snow White on Once Upon a Time a huge show and we know a lot of Disney fans really enjoy it. So we wanted to talk to her. She's a huge Disney fan. She's a D23 member. She, she's been a fan for her entire life. So getting to talk to her about the show and her Disney fandom was terrific, as well as getting to do an interview, uh, an audio cast interview with the evil Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. So we, we really wanted to reach out to the broader Disney community as well as satisfy the, the, the real passionate fans who love those behind the scenes details. And that's the thing that that's cool about D23 and, and really sort of the, the thrust I got from the very beginning was, you know, you are sort of pulling t together all different parts of the company, right? And it's, I, I can understand the challenge that it must be there because you're trying to sort of almost appeal to every Disney fan. But I think the new site, you're able to do that because you have things who are for people who are fans of some of the TV shows the archive people, the old attractions, Muppets, Legends, whatever it is, and it sort of is is a great sort of single resource to the, to that point. So, and tell us about sort of how the the different levels of gated content, because the one thing that you you mentioned and alluded to before, which a lot of people really buzzed about, was there are new membership levels of D twenty three, most specifically a, a free level. So, so what does the free get you, and what are the differences to being a, you know some of the other membership levels? Absolutely. So, I mean, just uh, the quick rundown, um, the gold memberships, the gold and silver memberships still exist. Um, and as I think, you know, we made the gold membership, um, uh, their benefit, one of their big benefits is they received Disney 23, which is now exclusively for gold members. Um, 
I know you've seen the magazine. It's gorgeous. It's like a coffee table book once every three months. I, I love it. I always have it out on my coffee table. Um, and we felt that based on feedback from our members, they said they wanted to make the membership more special. And we thought this is a really cool way to do that. So that the only way to get that magazine now is to be a D23 Gold member. So that's what makes that membership level really special. Um, the silver members get everything except for the publication. Um, so they get our annual gift, which to me this year is really cool because the company's celebrating its 90th anniversary. So we have a silver pen engraved with Walt's signature and it's the signature that he used on the contract that established what would become the Walt Disney Company. So I think that's really cool. And they get our um, our a membership certificate and member card, access to all of our events, both gold and silver get access to all of our events, as well as all of our benefits, uh, special offers and discounts. Um, and then you get to the free level, which enjoys uh, which the gold and silver enjoy all of these benefits as well. Um, so they get access to the gated content on the site. Everyone gets that, which is terrific. Um, everyone gets access to the discounted expo tickets now, um, as well as that early admission, which we thought was something really special we wanted to be able to offer. Um, everyone gets the fanfare, which is the weekly email newsletter, which, uh, which has all of the, the latest Disney news, as well as the cool stuff that we're unveiling. Um, and uh, everyone gets access to the exclusive Boutique 23 merchandise. And I don't know if you've had a chance to visit, but we have enhanced working with Disney Store um, the, the level of merchandise that's available currently on the site. So we're hoping to keep that maintained. Um, and then gold, uh, gold and Silver can enjoy all of our discounts and offers free members can enjoy about, I would say about 25% of them. You just need to sort of scroll through. It's very specific. It says which ones are gold and silver exclusive. Um, and our events right now, um, with the exception of the expo, are exclusively for our gold and silver members. Again, we wanted to keep that special. But we are reserving you know, the, the possibility that down the road there may be events, larger events, where we give priority to gold and silver, but then open it up to the free membership as well. Um, so there's, there's sort of the, the breakdown. And um, I know uh, a lot of people have been very excited about the gated content. One thing to note is if they are a, a new D23 member um, or joining for the first time, there is a 24-hour waiting period to access the gated content. We're looking um, this fall to bridge that gap so that people can enjoy the content in real time. But right now we wanted, uh, we wanted people to be able to access it as quickly as possible, which is 24 hours, um, and, uh, and still also be able to get the discount on the expo tickets. We could have held it till the fall when, when it was a real-time op uh, opportunity. But we felt, let's, let's do it now. We think people won't mind waiting the 24 hours if they can get the discounted expo ticket. So right. hopefully it felt like a good trade-off. Yeah, and, and, and that's one of the things I really wanted to talk about because you know we talked about how D23 has, you know, you sort of kicked off things in 2009 with the the first expo. And I have to tell you, Jeffrey, honestly, and, and anybody who asks me knows this is always my answer, the first D23 expo was one of the best Disney experiences I have ever had. I, I just loved everything about the event, including where it was, um, the fact that so many different areas of the company were brought together, you embraced in the collectors forum, the fans and our ability to not just be there as attendees, but as participants. I attended and exhibited again at the second one. And in just 
I'm looking at my watches, if you can see it, literally weeks, I don't know why I look at my watch for weeks, but literally weeks, the third D23 Expo is coming to Anaheim, California. Tell us first what it is and how it's grown, and then we'll hit some of the, the, the highlights because there are a number of sort of tentpole things that really sort of stick out at me that I think, again, there's something for kind of every Disney fan. Absolutely. You're giving me heart palpitations, by the way, as you talk about it coming up. I'm like, oh, we really have to do it ah, now, don't we? have got plenty of time. Don't worry. Uh, um, gosh, it, it, what, it, thank you so much for those compliments. And, and the really cool thing with the expo is that we are able to grow it and change it and do new things um, and listen to the feedback of the people who've attended in the past and really take that to heart. Again, I, I, we don't want anyone to think that when they give us comments that they go ignored. Um, so to that point, we've expanded the uh, our, our stage 23 and stage 28 venues. Um, we've doubled the size of stage 23 now, so it can accommodate 2,000 people instead of the 750 to 1,000 that it accommodated last year. Um, and stage 28, I believe, accommodates 850 people instead of, I think it was 450 last time. So we're really excited about that. Um, we also know that some people were shut out of arena presentations and, and those are once in a lifetime events. We can't, you know, repeat those. Um, so we are doing a 2000 feet overflow theater for that. So that while you, if you aren't able to make it into the theater, you still are able to see that experience um, as it's happening live. You know, that we really, know by the way that that's making a lot of people very, very happy, right? <laughs> well, thank you. Well, we're glad. And, and, and we're really excited again. You know, we, we know that that was something that was a challenge for some guests last year. Um, and we really wanted to come up with a way to make it, make it more user-friendly. And so that that's one of the things we're doing. We're adding what we call, um, the stage pass system for uh, a number of the presentations that are happening in stages 23 and 28, which sort of acts like a fast pass. There's going to be windows of time, you can go and get uh, a ticket. So you are guaranteed a seat at a specific uh, panel. Um, you will be able to, it, like a fast pass, you're only going to be able to hold one for a certain amount of time. So you will have to pick which panel you care more so, most about going to, but it will um, enable people to be guaranteed a seat. They may not be in the front row, but they will definitely be in the room. And that's something that we know was very important to guests last time. So we're really excited about that. And that doesn't even begin to talk about all the programming, which is great and new and different. Um, I, I think this year we're, we're really excited. I, I, I've said it before, we're not quite turning the expo on its ear, but we're definitely uh, taking some, some new perspectives. So we're, we're launching on Friday night. We've got the Disney um, theatrical productions concert, Broadway and beyond, which we're incredibly excited about. Um, I, I, can't remember if you were on the Disney Vacation Club cruise, Lou, but they they did a version of it there, and it's I, I got a chance to see it. It is a spectacular show, um, and they're really bringing some of Disney's best Broadway talent. You know, Ashley Brown, Mary, who was Mary Poppins, Josh Strickland, who was Tarzan, um, and, and and several others who are phenomenally talented. Um, and of course, we've got our second concert which we are incredibly excited about the Richard M. Sherman and Alan Menken, the Disney songbook concert on Saturday night, which is going to take place in the arena, um, which is just going to blow people away. As you know, we've had uh, Richard and Alan perform at our destination D events in the past, 
but no one's ever asked them to perform together on stage. So we're inc- thrilled that this is the first time that's going to be happening. Um, that's and, like- and that's so many. That's Sorry, worth yeah. the price. I was gonna say that's worth the price of admission right there. Like that, you, people heard that and they literally lost their marbles. <laughs> it's gonna be really cool. Um, and, and and of course, Treasures of the Archives is returning. And again, looking at new ways to do things, new approaches. Um, we uh, in in the past have taken many different. Uh, assets from many different projects and put them on display. This time we really are focusing on three, um, three, uh, I guess, uh, properties, as you would call them, Mary Poppins, Once Upon a Time, and Disney's longstanding connection to L. Frank Baum's Oz books, um, which we're incredibly excited about. It gives the archives a chance to go a little bit deeper than we maybe have in the past at the Treasures exhibit, so that's fantastic. Um, of course, we've got uh, something, another new thing, the a la mode costume contest with our, uh, the, the Disney diva herself, Edna mode serving as our, um, uh, as our, I guess our mascot, you would say, um, for that, which is going to just be off the charts. Amazing on, on Friday. Um, you can look at some of the programming you know, for, for families that Disney Channel and Radio Disney are doing. And um, we're thrilled about that. The fact that they're bringing in so much talent from Disney Channel shows um, and movies is just amazing. It really does expand the expo um, to fans and fam- and their families as well, because we we don't want the we want the expo to be very similar to D23. We want it to celebrate all the worlds of Disney, and we know that you know today's Jake and the Neverland Pirates fan is tomorrow's big Disney geek, um, just like me. So it's it's awesome. Um, the D23 Expo Dream Store is coming back with tons and tons of of exclusive items. Again, that was a piece of feedback that we got was people wanted exclusive items. They wanted things that were special. So um, our partners at Theme Park Merchandise. Um, have, have really worked on that. And, and of course, Mickey's of Glendale, uh, the Imagineering store is returning and Disney store will have a, a big presence as well. So we're really excited for them to all have unique, cool merchandise. Um, studios we know is going to be previewing some of their upcoming movies, including Frozen, Saving Mr. Banks, The Good Dinosaur, Tomorrowland, as well as other things in the works from Disney, Pixar, Marvel and Lucasfilm, which is really cool. Um, and Walt Disney Parks and Resorts is going to be celebrating the 60th anniversary of Walt Disney Imagineering. So that I can guarantee you, um, very, it's going to be a very different approach um, that Parks and Resorts has taken in the past, but it is going to be something we think fans are going to love. The, the, the panels and presentations they're putting together for the celebration, just phenomenal. I, 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 I kind of wish I could clear my own schedule so I could go to all of them. <laughs> Well, the the thing I like about the expo is it's not just like a trade show floor, right? There, there, there's a couple of things. The, the the thing one is that a you have the collectors forum where you give fans a chance to be a part of this display of all things Disney, right? We're able to bring our own things and share our our love of Disney, not as attendees on the floor, but as exhibitors, you know, and again, we're going to be out there. Uh, we're going to have another booth again this year. It's a great way to be part of the expo and meet people, but like the costume contest and the fan art contest and some of the other things that you do, you not just allow people to be passive observers to this thing, but really participate in the event as well too, and sort of take some ownership of it, if that makes any sense. 
Thank you. Well, that's you know something that I know. Uh, you know Stephen has been a he was a huge champion of the fan art contest in the beginning, and and of course things expanded from there. Really, that is something that's very important to us, and we were thrilled when 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 fan sites initially approached us about being part of the collectors forum. We said yes immediately, but it, it, I think that there was a, an element of surprise that we would that we, that we would have them, and we were like, "Of course, of course, we want you there. You're you're a part of this community as well. This is there. It's incredibly important." And and this year, the collectors forum we had to expand. It's going to be huge and wonderful. It's great. We're going to have people from Marvel and uh, representing Marvel and uh, Lucasfilm as well there, which is great to to show how the the, the Disney universe or, or I guess how all of our wonderful worlds have expanded over the last few years. Yeah. And, and again, you know, I sort of keep going back to whether you are a theme, you know, I'm, I'm really a big theme park guy, but other people who go, if they like Phineas and Ferb, look, I'm very excited about the Marvel being in, in there too. But if you like the movies, mm-hmm. if you like the TV stuff, uh, it doesn't matter who in your family you bring, there's something for them too. And, and to that point, it's very much a a family-friendly type thing as well, too. It's not just for uh, adults and super hardcore Disney fans. Exactly. But you know, that said, I think we have stuff enough stuff to keep the hardcore Disney fans uh, busy the entire time, as well as enough stuff for the families. Uh, you know, we have the uh, you can become an, honor- an honorary volunteer every day. There's a different activity, and that was something that was incredibly popular, as well as obviously doing a lot of good for. Um, for for the communities um, where fans, families, parents, kids got to work together on community projects. And, and we're doing that again this year, too. It's a really great activity that gives back to the community, which is so important to, to D23 and to Disney as a company. Yeah, one of the things I like to, I'm always able to attend, I'm never able to actually win, is you have the uh, the auction, the silent auction again, mm-hmm, which is going to take place mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, tickets are on sale for that, and they, go to, they can go to artofdisneyparks.com uh, in order to see it. Tell us a little bit about that auction and, and some of the stuff that people could see, because it's not just like, oh, here's a little vinylmation. That, that's not the kind of things we're looking at at the auctions. Well, that's that is true. I, I, you know, I've got my eye on a Matterhorn bobsled. I'm just saying, I don't, I, you know, people who want to outbid me for that, I, I'm just saying, it may get ugly. Um, but that's what you know. Again, that's something that's put together by our friends at um, the at, at Theme Park Merchandise. They do an incredible job with that. Um, I, I. <laughs> Every time I go, I get very, I always get a little jealous. I'm always like, I wish I had, you know, <laughs> X amount of dollars to drop on a, on a Peter Pan. Peter Pan's flight, right. The Peter Pan's flight ride vehicle. I'm like, I'm taking that bed boy home. And then I saw the bids. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it was a little unnerving. So there's, there's going to be some, some really cool pieces there. Um, trying to remember what some of the others are. Oh, you know, there's that great uh, Disneyland 50th Shag artwork, which is so cool that I love. Um, there's so much original artwork from from some of Disney, the the big Disney artists who we love. Um, you know, Noah is very popular, obviously. Some great display props like Flick, which I think is really cool. The Carnation Cafe, um, uh, the, the candy making experience. That I think is great to get to go backstage at the Carnation Cafe and see how candy is mm. made. Like, like that's experiential really, really stuff. Cool. Yeah, right. Something you're not gonna be able to do, and you can't get it anywhere else. Exactly. Um, 
and that's just the beginning. There's going to be many more items. This is just sort of a, a sampling. Um, everything from artwork and pins to experiences. It's all really, really cool. We're very, very excited about having that back um, as well. So the, the one thing, too, about the expo, and, and, and I mean this in the best possible sense, Jeffrey, is it's overwhelming, right? There's so much going on. There's so much to see. There's so much to do at the expo that you walk in and in this cavernous convention center, give me a, a tip or two or ten for the person who's coming to the expo for the first time. Other than make sure they see the Mencken and Sherman concert. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the Disney Legends presentation. And I know um, <laughs> the, uh, well, we're going to do an app again for the expo. Um, and that's going to be available, I, I want to say, in mid to late July. Uh, and it's going to be available uh, for both the iOS and Android platforms. And that is going to be amazing. I've seen um, beta testing of it. It is incredibly user-friendly. Um, it will push uh, any notification you want on uh, if, if things are sold out, what's available, things like that. Um, and the latest news, all of that's going to be available there. The full schedule, you know, bios on people performing. Um, so I, I would definitely come late July, look to download that app. It's going to be incredibly valuable. Um, D23Expo.com, as every announcement's made, we load that onto the site. Go through that, look you know, look at every page, figure out what you want to see, what's important to you, um, and, and figure that out. Circle them, write them down, whatever's important. Um, and also go with the healthy knowledge that you may not get to see every presentation. I think that people um, sometimes, you know, sometimes we're going to have three things that are all up against each other. And, and because we've got enough people of, you know, of there to fill those presentations and we're, we're trying to counter program appropriately. So you may see something from theme parks um, opposite something that's animation opposite something that may be consumer products. Cause we're hoping that we, are able to draw different audiences to those things, but plan it out and, and, and go with the healthy attitude, you know, of what, what's most important and what your second choices might be as well. Um, and follow us, the, the D23 Twitter accounts. Um, I believe we'll be using the D23 Expo Twitter account to be answering questions, posting the latest news. Again, um, we really want people to feel like they can interact with us, um, get answers quickly, um, but it, it, it is about planning your time. It, 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 it's very much, uh, Lou, I'm sure you can speak to this better than I, about planning out like a first trip to Disneyland. You want to try to get as much in as possible, but with that realistic expectation that you may not get everything in. So what's the most important? Right. Planning is key. Planning is key. And obviously be there for the entire expo too. You, you're not going to be able, uh, certainly there's not everything going on every day, but you really need to be there all three days. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's the great thing. You know, there, there's something different every single day, different presentations um, uh, for people who are uh, merchandise and collectible um, fans. There's going to be different collectibles released every day. So there's some there's something new every day. Absolutely. For Disney fans to enjoy. Cool. And, and then, of course, there's the, 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 any, any free time could be spent roaming all the pavilions on the show floor, which is, is fantastic. And the collectors forum. And then you might want to, you know, bookend a couple of days at, at the front or back and because Disneyland's right across the, the plaza, too. Absolutely. And anyone who's coming to the expo gets is, is entitled to discounted to uh, theme park tickets. So when they when they receive their 
confirmation on expo tickets, um, there should be a link in there to purchase discounted park tickets as well. So we, we want to make sure that that people are, are taking advantage of the happiest place on earth, which just happens to be right across Catella Avenue there. <laughs> Um, and and the fact is, you know, D23 members get in that hour early, which is is a very valuable hour for a lot of people. So you can join for free and get that extra hour in. And you know, Jeffrey, the one thing that you guys don't put on the schedule is something that we've come to look forward to after the way you did it in the first year. I know you can't say, but I have to I have to assume because we've seen big actors announcements in the past. I've got to assume there may be a surprise or two in store to, as well. I can guarantee you there will be some surprises. <laughs> Think, I guarantee you I will be surprised by some things that happen at the expo. <laughs> but yeah, there there will definitely be some surprises. We you know we we like to put out as much information as possible, but we like to hold a few things back too to make it truly special for for everyone who's there. Cool. I again, I am looking forward to it. Uh, we are going to have a big booth um, in the uh, in the collectors forum, and and I'm going to have a tough time struggling wanting to see everything that I can. And being in the booth as well, too. You have to come by. We're going to be live broadcasting. You have to come by and say hi to the people who aren't going to be able to make it out there and the the people who are hanging out in the booth as well, too. Lou, you know that wild horses couldn't keep me away, and I've and, and you have tried to sick those wild horses on me in the past. So um, I, I will definitely be there. Awesome. And Jeffrey Epstein, they can obviously find everything over at d23.com. Twitter is at DisneyD23, and I'll give out your home address and phone number uh, after the show. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> All right, my well, thank friend. Thank you so much for having me, Lou. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thank you to all the Disney fans out there who are a part of all the Disney fan communities as well as D23. Cool. Looking forward to it. Uh, again, congratulations on everything uh, D23 has come to, to grow to become in the past number of years. And uh, really, really psyched for Expo. Expo. Us too. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, or maybe even hear. I then randomly select one winner from all the correct entries for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I thought we would stay there for the trivia question, because over the years, the park really was home to so many fun and memorable and sometimes forgetful shows on both the stage and the streets of the studios. Some of them, in fact, were very short-lived, and there's a good chance you might not have seen or even heard of some of them as well. So last week's question was actually a little bit different because I made it multiple choice and asked you to identify the one show in the list that did not ever appear at Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM Studios. So was it a show based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dick Tracy, DuckTales, Goosebumps, or Ace Ventura? Sounds like it was easy, but it was tougher than you thought. But again, hundreds of you answered, many of you answered correctly, and the answer was DuckTales. Believe it or not, there were shows based on the Ninja Turtles, Dick Tracy, Goosebumps, and yes, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I'll cover those now extinct shows on a future episode, but yeah, there were actually sketches and designs for both a DuckTales show and a possible dark ride, much like Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. 
So I randomly selected one winner from all the correct entries for a prize package that included all of my audio walking tours of Walt Disney World, a WW Radio luggage tag, button, and a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book. And last week's winner was... Sam Avellino. So Sam, congratulations. Send me your contact info. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you entered last week and didn't win, that's okay. Thanks so much for playing, but don't worry because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. Believe it or not, there are many attractions, some major in Walt Disney World, that, like the small details, are often overlooked. And one of my favorites is at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and it's the magic of Disney animation part tour, part animation lesson that's very interactive. The Drawn to Animation section features a real Disney artist interacting with an animated version of what Disney character? So that's your question for this week. What animated Disney character is sort of your host in the magic of Disney animation? You have until Sunday, July 7th to get your answers in to contest at www.radio.com. Again, you're playing for a prize package with all the audio tours, a luggage tag, button, a signed copy of my Walt Disney World trivia book, and a mystery ticket. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. In addition to the podcast, of course, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, please come by and visit www.radio.com. Lots more content there, including multiple daily blog posts and contests and photos and more. My new weekly video series, Disney in a Minute, where in 60 seconds I share with you some of Walt Disney World's hidden treasures, overlooked experiences, and tips and secrets to get the most out of your vacation. You can find it in iTunes, on the blog, but better yet, come by, subscribe, and comment over on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Radio. While you're on the site, you can also subscribe to our free email newsletter and download the free WW Radio app for your iPhone or Android device. I love hearing from you, so you can connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, and subscribe to my page over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. I'm also on Instagram and Pinterest, and you can also email me at Lou at WDWRadio.com if you have a question for the show, or call into the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. And as much as I love connecting with you virtually, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, so visit our events page on the site. Find out about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World. Our next one is going to be the weekend of July 27th. Stay tuned for more details coming soon. As well as well as other events on the road. We're going out to Aulani, the D23 Expo, our cruise on the Disney Fantasy. Lots of more coming up as well. Thanks as always to my partners and sponsors, MouseFanTravel.com. They're my official recommended travel provider because it's who I use. So whether you're going to Disney World or land, anywhere that Disney goes worldwide, Becky and her team of agents give you the best possible prices. All available discounts to save you the most amount of money, all at no additional cost to you with an incredible level of personal service. Again, visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And if you want some Disney magic delivered to your door or your digital device, subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine over at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by, comment, and share links over on Facebook. And please, come by, rate, and review the show over in iTunes as well. Very, very helpful. Very much appreciated. And finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you 
for coming out to the events and subscribing to the show and sending me emails and messages on Twitter and Facebook and for letting me share my passion for Disney with you each and every day. I'm the luckiest man in the world and I want you to have that same feeling each and every day. So remember to follow your heart and your passion. It'll let you do some amazing, seemingly impossible and wonderful things. So make your decisions based on faith and not fear and always keep moving forward. Thanks so very much for listening. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou. It's Wes Snyder calling. Just wanted to say congratulations on getting to episode number 200. Yeah, I know. Uh, happened a little while ago. Listening through all your old ones, I have 165 left, uh, including podcasts and web videos uh, and newscasts. Uh, until I'm caught up, have a good day. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. It's Kira from California. Um, I'm a few episodes behind right now, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure if it's come up or anything in your show, but I just wanted to tell everybody, um, since I'm from California, I've been doing my couple of summer, <laughs> summer Disneyland trips before I get blocked out on my annual pass, and I just wanted to share that the new uh, fantasy fair in Fantasyland where you can go see the princesses and they'll go watch the shows with uh, Belle or Rapunzel is absolutely adorable. It's like a, it's like a very small New Fantasyland edition in Disney World. Uh, if anybody gets a chance, it's a really good way to see the princesses and not have a long wait. They've come up with a really smart way to make the line move fast. So I hope anybody that's coming to California makes sure to go see it because it's definitely worth it. Thanks, Lou. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Hi, this is Josh from Boston, Massachusetts. I want to say I love the podcast. I've been listening since episode 286. I've actually gone back and been listening to the older episodes. I just wanted to tell you, I was talking to my friend about your podcast and about, it actually goes back to one of your much older episodes. We were talking, I told him about the top ten smells of Disney World. And the first thing he said was the water at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Without me even telling him about what went on, he just said that. I just wanted to share that with you. I hope to see you in the park someday. Bye.